I just want to say something. We're here. I'm glad you're all here. We're celebrating our very first service in this new Victory Building. This is an historic time. This is a history-making time. And as I look around at you, at you all, you know, the, the reason we do all of this is for, is for people. If not, if, you, know, I, I, you know, I look at this building, I just go, wow. I mean, this is amazing. And I just go, wow. And then I look at you and I go, double wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you all are just, so this is why we're here. This is all about church. It's about people. Amen. And you're the people it's about. We together are the people that God's interested in. So it's just amazing here. Uh, you know, this is an amazing place, and it's not even finished yet. Amen. It's amazing. Just look around. The feel of it, everything. It's just amazing. You think this is an amazing place? If you do, give the Lord a hand clap right now. Hallelujah. It is amazing grace at work. Amazing grace at work. That's what's happening here. It's the amazing grace of Jesus Christ in action, at work, doing something in reality that people can see and touch and feel. So I just thank God for his amazing grace. Hallelujah. And uh, I welcome you to Victory Church, a place of amazing grace. Now, what is amazing? Let's talk for a minute. What is amazing? You know, because it's, it's a catchphrase. My, my granddaughter say, amazing. How many of you have used the word amazing? You say amazing. Turn to your neighbor and say, you look up. Amazing. But I'm going to tell you, so I got to thinking about that because it's such a common word. And I said, well, what is amazing? Amazing is something or someone that causes Great surprise or wonder. Amazing is when something is so marvelous, wonderful, astonishing, that it startles your mind. It, it explodes in your mind. When you see it, it just boom. I just call it boom. It just explodes in your mind. That's amazing. And so this new Victory Church is an amazing place. Amen. Hallelujah. And once again, you know what makes a church amazing? Well, naturally, you want, you, want, you want Jesus to be there. You want the Spirit of God to be there. But you know, people make it amazing. People make it amazing. And uh, today I want to tell you, you can be amazing. personally enjoy doing, I want to do great things for God and for people, amazing things, before I die and go to heaven. Amen. Praise God. I want to do amazing things for God. And I know you do too. So, this is an amazing place. And uh, there's almost 14 acres of land here in the city limits of Columbia, which is an amazing thing to find a tract of land in the city of Columbia that all the developers haven't already scooped up and put houses on. It's amazing. We got this place, almost 14 acres. We bought it. Now listen to this. We bought it for $250,000. It appraised 
for $898,000. That's amazing. Could someone say that's amazing? That's, am that's amazing in, in Columbia, Missouri. That's amazing. Hallelujah. And then uh, this here's another thing. We built this church. The church built the church. We were the, we were the owners, the contractors, the everything. We built this church. And uh, because we built it ourselves, roughly, I'm, I'm estimating we have saved somewhere between $600,000 to $800,000. And I think it's closer to the 800,000 than the 600,000. Amen. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Jesus is the best builder I know. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, here's something else that, that I feel is really amazing. When we started this project here, I don't know if you know how it works in the city of Columbia, but you have to go, you have to get all kinds of permits. I, I learned all of this. We didn't have a clue about this. That you have to buy all of these permits. You have to get all of this analysis done. You have to get all kinds of special engineering done, special architecture. All kinds of people are doing everything. And so, you know, I didn't have a clue. And so when we when we started, like the first day we went to meet with a, 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 one of these professional people. Luke was with me. Jackie and Sarah was with me. And they said... Well, who's your general contractor going to be? And I said, us. They almost started laughing and falling in the floor when we said us. The ch this church, the church, the church, you know, us, us, us Christians are going to do something of this magnitude. And, they, and so in the beginning, all across the board, I mean, everywhere we'd go with the contractors and people, and they would, they would laugh at us. Literally laugh at us. And then I'd say, well, who's who's your guy? I said, well, Luke's my Luke's my, he's in charge. Luke is. And Luke wasn't even 30 years old when we started. And they were just like. And rightly so, because we we, I mean, rightly so, you'd laugh too. I was laughing too. It's like, well. But you know what? We built it. And nobody's laughing now. In fact, all the, all the specialists and inspectors and everybody, they say this is one of the best built buildings we've ever seen in the city of Columbia. Amen. That's amazing. Because this could have been a disaster. <laughs> Y'all know those anyone heard of a church building a thing and it turned into what? It could be a disaster. Well, thank God this is amazing. If you think this is amazing that all this has happened for us, give the Lord a big hand. where you see the amazing grace of God in action. And uh, in our old building over by the University Children's Hospital, beautiful facility, everything was really nice. But you know, there was only about maybe, maybe, maybe 200 cars a day might go by and see that building. This place, there's over 15,000 cars a day go up and down this Ballinger Lane every day of the week. Every day. And they're all looking at us. And they're all watching. And you're part of history.
because that's amazing because God put us here so those people could come here. Amen. Over 15,000 cards a day with people. Amen. That's amazing. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So, with that being said, amazing graces that work here. This building is way beyond what I even thought it would be. I, I mean, we've walked around. I've told people, this is beyond anything I ever thought could happen here. This is, because my idea, I'm, can I tell you the truth? You want true confessions? <laughs> my idea was not this. My idea was to build a little metal building, put a little parking lot out front, pay for it, and kind of try to cruise on through life. And then God, God and my wife and Luke and Sarah and you people, everyone got a hold of my mind and said, you can't do that. You can't just get a little bit. There's, there's more at stake here. There's people at stake. There's lives at stake. There's families at stake. There's destinies and futures at stake Amen. for people. You can't just do that. God put us here to do amazing things for him, for the kingdom of God. And so, you know, Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you ask or think. This is above and beyond anything I could ask or think or imagine. It's amazing grace at work. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, you can be amazing. In your own life. I told you all that to set, set a little stage here. Because you know. I personally as a human being. Wouldn't you like to be important. Yourself. Wouldn't you like to people to say. Oh look at you. Our, you know your hair is beautiful. You know all of that. Right. Come on. It's okay to look good. Feel good about yourself. You should. But when we got into this. I realized. This was way beyond me. That's why I can see amazing grace of Jesus Christ at work here. Because it's beyond me. And when we started this project, I'm just going to tell you this. When we started, my son Luke, I would come up here. You know what my contractor's uh, handle was? Moniker? Uh, term of endearment when people addressed me here when I came up here? I was the big boss. And, people, and what's funny, people would come to me and ask me questions about building stuff. I just act like, well, well, what do you think about that? Let me get back to you. Luke, what do you want to do? Luke, what do you want to do? But what's funny is by the time we changed, we got, we got here, somewhere in there it changed. I was no longer the big boss. Luke became the big boss, and I was the floor sweeper. I carried the trash out. Which, which that's amazing. I told someone the other day. What's amazing to me is when you're when you're when you're raising your kids, you tell them everything to do, especially when they get to be teenagers, especially when they get in their twenties. You need to really tell them what to do. And suddenly, I wasn't telling him what to do. He was telling me what to do. That's amazing, grace. Because that's what you want for your family. That's what you want for your kids. Is to be able and rise up and help you. Amen. And be better than you. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's amazing grace at work. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. And so you, you can be amazing when you find his amazing grace. And you can find his amazing grace when you look for it. But you got to look for it. That's why I painted this picture because someone asked me, uh, a couple of people asked me, they said, well, are you just really excited like Sunday? You're just going to you know, swing from the, the, the light fixtures and uh, you know, go crazy and just have an have a emotional fit because uh, it's so wonderful. And I said, well, I don't know. So far, all I'm trying to do is get the doors open. I mean, I'm just, we're just trying to open it. Get the building open. You know, I haven't even had time to think about that. But I realized when you look for amazing, you can find amazing. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says that whenever you have a test, a trial, a problem, life smacks you upside the head. Boom. You're going good. You're thinking. And then boom. And that ever happened to anybody? You know. Jesus, the Word of God says that, that when that happens to you, He says something happens. There, God always makes a way, a way of escape. There's always a way out. And the way out, and, and, but you've got to look for that way out. You've got to look. And when you look, you'll find. When you look, you'll see. There's, so any problem that hits your life, there's always a solution. There's always a way out. Okay? There's always a way. Amen. But you got to look for it. And the way out is called amazing grace. Because the way out of what's got you down is always going to have to be more powerful than what you got. And that's called amazing grace of Jesus Christ. He's always more than what you got. Amen. He will always be more than what I got. He will always be more, but you got to look for it. When you look, you'll find. When you look, you'll see. When you see, you'll get it. So you got to look. Hallelujah. And so, there's always a way out, and amazing grace is what you look for. And when you look for it, you'll find it. Now, there was a woman in the Bible named Esther in the Old Testament. She, she was a Jew, a Jewish, a Hebrew. And something happened to her. Uh, she got in this situation in a foreign nation. She was a slave. She became raised up. She was a, uh, became a queen and a princess of the whole nation. But there was an evil plot in the land. There was an evil plot in the land to, to kill her, to kill her family. And it was going to succeed. And then there was this plot they were going to not only kill the family, but kill the Jews. And so she did something. She decided, well, she didn't decide. One of her family members encouraged her and said, hey, you've got some favor. You've got some grace with the king. Go in there and talk to him on our behalf. And she said, well, I don't know if I, because if you go in there uninvited, they'll kill you. And so this, this family member encouraged her to go on. So she did it. She put, she put her, everything she had, she put, she put her whole life, she put her family, she put her reputation, she put everything she had on the line. And she went in and did it because her family member said, could it be possible that you were brought right here for such a time as this. And she went in there, risked death, and amazing grace came upon her. And she, she saved herself. Amen. She saved her family. She saved the whole nation. Amen. And she became a person who actually helped somebody else. Amen. And I'm telling you, 
What you have to think about doing is putting your life on the line. Where you have to believe in His amazing grace or you're not going to make it. But I got good news for you. He will always show up. Maybe not on your schedule, but He will always show up. Just when you need the most. Because He is a person, the Lord Jesus Christ, and He is full of amazing grace. Amen. Glory to God. So, the church, I like to call it that, the church is a place of amazing grace to save people and their families and their lives. An amazing place where God is at work. And then we've got, how many of you all know the story? I think everyone here, you know the story about a man named Moses. Not Moses, but Noah, a man named Moses. Why do I want to talk about Moses? Say Noah. Someone say Noah. Noah. All right. Who are we talking about? Noah. Noah. It says Noah found grace. Genesis 6 8 says Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And then Noah built an ark. Now let me ask you, say something to you. Nobody had ever built a boat. That's like the church saying, we're going to build this building, and we've never built this building. No one had done this. But he found grace, amazing grace, and he built an ark. And the whole, and by building that ark, he was used of God to save humanity. You're here because Noah found amazing grace from God. That's why we're still here. Noah found amazing grace. When you find amazing grace, you can save someone else. You know, my, I was telling somebody, I was witnessing somebody, because, you know, you may think that, listen, my family was not a Christian, re religious, devoted family. We were, you know, we, we, and I've said this many times, and my family didn't like me to say it, but we were raised, we didn't go to church, we cussed preachers, we, we talked bad about them, who are you? To tell us what to do. We're just as good as you. And all you want is my money. Even though we didn't have any money. But you know we thought they wanted our, our, our money. And you know. And just any crazy thing you could say. And you. That was my family. I got saved. I found grace. I got born again. I got saved. I became a Christian. My family said. Oh. You'll get over it. Everybody gets over it. <laughs> But 39 years later, I'm still not over it. And you know what happened? All those people in my family, my father and my mother, guess what happened to them? They found amazing grace. Guess what happened to my brothers, two brothers, crazy brothers? They found amazing grace. Guess what happened to my aunt and uncle? They found amazing grace. Half that crowd I just named has already died. They, they went to heaven because they found amazing grace and they saw it in that uh, <laughs> that's that person who was just like them. So amazing grace can save a lot of people. It can change a lot of lives. Hallelujah. 
And so Noah saved himself, his family, and mankind. And we're building a church, we're building a place of amazing grace. It's an ark of salvation to save people. And what I want you to know about salvation, how many of you know that there's a little bit more to salvation than just, you know, quote, getting religion, getting converted, finding Jesus, you know, all of that. And then when you die, you go to heaven, a better place. Salvation that, that Jesus brought to the world was way beyond just getting forgiven and dying and go to heaven. It was all about bringing heaven's kind of life to earth so you could live like you were saved. You could live with salvation in your daily life. So it takes, it takes courage and it takes amazing grace to tap into that because... You know, this is all proof that Jesus is alive. All of this you see, it's just proof Jesus is alive. But it takes courage to tap into that because, you know, I would wake up in the middle. I'm just telling you the truth. I'd wake up in the middle of the night with cold sweats. And I'd start thinking, now, did we do this? What, what if I didn't get that? What if we didn't get that for me? What if we get done and we didn't get our special inspections and they won't let us do our thing? What, what if we got to tear down that whole wall because it wasn't, what, you know? So to do something great for God, you have to do like Esther did. Put your life on the line sometimes. Amen. But when you do, like if you have a child, you have a family member, they're sick. I tell you this, and everyone says it's impossible for your situation to change. Maybe your finances, maybe your marriage, maybe your relationship. I had a relationship that was estranged, being separated apart for like... 15, 20 years. And I told Jackie one day, I got, I got, I got crazy thinking, going on. I started thinking crazy. I said, you know, there's hope for everybody. That's what I said one day, remember? I said, there's hope for everybody. Even so-and-so, there's hope for him. And you know what happened? Amazing grace prevailed. And it's been restored. What you think is impossible is not impossible Amen. with amazing grace. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And so Noah found grace. Esther found grace. And then there was a man named Peter in the Bible. In Matthew 4.19, Jesus saw him fishing one day. You know, you know, Peter became the apostle Peter. And you know, Peter was a fisherman. He was a fisherman. Jesus came by one day and he said, hey, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. And so Peter, it says, left his nets, left his boats, left his, left his business, and went and followed Jesus. But here's what's interesting about Peter. Peter found amazing grace through Jesus Christ. But Peter, now think about this. Peter was an unlearned, ignorant man. Say unlearned and ignorant. Peter was unlearned and ignorant. Means he wasn't very bright. All the light bulbs were turning on at the same time. Say unlearned and ignorant. Now point at your neighbor. Say there's hope for you. Don't dare, don't you point at me now. There's hope for you. And he was not only an unlearned, ignorant man. He was a cussing man. You know when he when they said you were with Jesus, he said, Nah, I don't know that man. And he started cussing. You know where he learned that cussing? 
Down in the fishing business. Out there in the workplace. Out there with people. And if you're going to save people, some of them going to be cussing people. That's fine. I'm one of those cussing people that got saved. I was one of those unlearned, ignorant people that got saved, you know. I was so dumb, I didn't, I was, I was so ignorant, I didn't know what I was ignorant of until I was just ignorant. So was Peter. Now you can say there's hope for pastor. And besides, besides ignorant and cussing, he also was a liar. He lied three times to those, those people in there. And, and they said, oh, you were with Jesus, you're one of his disciples. He said, no, I don't know the man. And it's a little, you know how brave Peter was. It was a little old servant girl just standing by a fire. A little old servant girl, which means she was like a, a lass, a teenage girl. And he's, he's, he goes to lie to a little old girl three times. And then, not only that, he was a man given to violence. Where do you think he learned violent ways at? With Jesus or down on the docks? Where do you go? The docks. And you know what happened down there? You know what happened? He learned to fight. Because when they came to arrest Jesus, this was before firearms and, and weapons laws. He had a concealed weapon with him. His, his weapon of choice was a sword. And it says he pulled it out. And they came to arrest Jesus. And it says he cut off the high priest's servant's ear, whose name was Malchus. He cut his ear off. I have a question for you. Do you think Peter was aiming for his ear? What do you think he was aiming for? He was aiming for his head. In some way, that poor guy dug. And it went, and he got his ear. But Jesus... Everyone say Jesus. Jesus. He put the ear back on. Amen. That was the first reattachment surgery in history. Amen. You know, you cut a finger off, they put it back on. They put it back on now. Jesus, there's nothing we got that, the, that, that wasn't caught up already by God. And so, he started following Jesus, the Christ, and guess what happened? Amazing grace got on his life so that he became what we call one of the mighty apostles, original apostles of the Lamb. And everyone talks about how Peter was the first pope. He, he got this reputation. He was the first pope. He was really big, but it was amazing grace. Then you know all the jokes about when you die, you go to the pearly gates, and you, who's there? St. Peter's there, going to let you in, all of that, or kick you out. You know, he became a real somebody in the kingdom of God because of amazing grace. My point is this. We can all become amazing. How? How will that happen? Following Jesus Christ. And we can all. Any, I mean. If you think you're dysfunctional. And you've got problems. Listen. You're a prime candidate for amazing grace. Amen. Because the word of God says. God will use the mighty and the noble. He'll use anybody. But he said, he's really good at specializing and using those who are of no reputation, the low of the low, the, the, here, I'll read you my list I made up of Peter. Everyone knows Peter's a big shot? Yeah. You, can you agree with that? Peter is big in Christianity? Yes, the Apostle Peter? Yes. Are we on the same page? Yes. All right, listen. Here's my list of Peter. 
He was ignorant and unlearned. He was a cussing man. He was a lying man. He was a violent man. He actually had murder in his heart. He was trying to murder a man. And he became a world changer. Wow. Somebody say, wow. Wow. There's hope for me. Hallelujah. I think that's amazing grace at work. John 1, 16 and 17 says that amazing grace comes to you through the man, Jesus Christ. It's by Jesus Christ that grace comes. The Living Bible says that, well, it says that grace has been heaped upon, has been given to us. Grace upon grace. Which means the Living Bible says, blessing, heaped up blessings upon, heaped up blessings are given to us through Jesus Christ. That's amazing grace. Because I can bless you. Your mama can bless you. So your, your employer can bless you. But Jesus blesses you with his amazing grace and he heaps it up, heaped up blessing upon blessing. I'll take some of that. Would you take some of that? Yes. Would you take some of that? Hallelujah. So you can be amazing. All you got to do is believe on Christ, receive Jesus Christ, and follow Jesus Christ. And then amazing grace, Amen. how sweet the sound, Amen. will follow you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Hallelujah. Because I hear, you know, you know that song? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me. How sweet the sound. I hear a sound. I hear a sweet sound of amazing grace coming upon your life. Coming upon your family. Coming upon everything that you do. And it's a sweet sound because it's the, it's the taste, it's the smell <laughs> It's the presence of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. So say this with me, folks. Say this with me. I'm going to lead you in a short prayer. Say, I believe on Him. I believe on Him. I receive Him. I receive Him. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ. Into my life now. Into my life now. I believe. All my sins, all my sins are gone. Are gone. And I have decided. I have decided to follow him. Follow him. Amazing grace will lead me. Amazing grace will lead me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody here, you say, Pastor Mark. I made that decision to receive Jesus. To believe on Jesus. And I'm going to follow Jesus. And so if that's your very first time, I salute you. I congratulate you. That is the best decision you ever made. And then if you've known him, maybe you're a Christian, maybe you're saved, maybe you've been converted. But you just haven't been following after him the way you know that you should. But you decided you're going to believe, receive, and follow. Those two situations in life right now. You made those decisions today. You received him or you came back to him. You're going to follow him. Right now, just put your hand up high so I can see him. In any situation, you say.